Yeah, I'd like to welcome you all to uh, our Christmas Eve service. It's uh, wonderful to see you all here, uh, who are meeting here in person in our four o'clock service. We will also be having a six, six o'clock service, and also welcome to all of those uh, who are joining us online. Uh, it's uh, great that uh, um, that. Yeah, we're able to do this, and uh, you know, I don't think ever before, if, 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 if you came in the door and you saw a big head on a screen welcoming, welcoming you, that's because we had uh, one of our volunteers welcome you from her home uh, through Zoom. I don't think prior to COVID, we would have ev- that would have, it wouldn't have even been on the radar, but uh, now it's an option, which is, uh, which is wonderful. So, you know, we're seeing that church... And community and uh, all of that stuff looks rather different now than it did, uh, uh, you know, two years ago or even one year ago. So, anyway, my name's Dan and I'm the pastor here. And, uh, and you know, and I'd I just like to say to you that if you don't have a home church or a place that you consider home, then I would encourage you, you know, to visit our website and, uh, you know, to, you know, maybe... Look here as an option, uh, you know, because we all need family, we all need a community, we all need a place to call home and to uh, work through lots of the things that, or lots of the questions that we have in um, life. So, you know, you can find out who we are here on the website, uh, what we're about, what we believe, what we stand for, and also um, multiple ways for you to follow us on social media. So that's all on No Grow Show because we want to be able to help you to take your next step in your journey of faith. Um, and at the moment, we uh, have um, our Sunday morning uh, gatherings are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and you can register at nogrowshow.ca. Uh, but this Sunday, we're actually going to be uh, meeting only online, and so you can uh, once again find the link to that um, on nogrowshow.ca or go to our Cornerstone YouTube uh, site. Um, so, yeah. If you have any more questions about that, after, then please let me know afterwards. Okay, so I have a question for you. How many of you have ever played an escape room or done an escape room or anything like that? Okay, I see some hands. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, you know, th- uh, then they have some apps as well, right? Um, which I've, I've never done an escape room in person, but one of the things that I hope to be doing over Christmas is doing uh, an escape room in a box with our family. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. But, but the whole purpose um, of an escape room is that, is that it's a room in which people are locked in order to play a game requiring them to solve a series of puzzles within a certain amount of time to accomplish a goal, which is typically finding the key to unlock the room. If you've done an escape room and you agree with this as an explanation, then nod your head. Yeah, this is what an escape room is. And... Uh, and when you're, but when you're in the escape room, so you've walked in the door, it's locked behind you, and you're waiting to get out, you're kind of stuck in the in-between, right? You're, you're not where you were, but you're not where you want to be either. And uh, you're not sure how the game's going to end. And there's this Latin word for this state of being in the in-between, and that is liminal. So you're in this liminal state, in between having entered into the room and exiting the room. Um, and, you, you know, 
that you're no longer here, but you're not yet there. You're not, not yet where you want to be. You're in between. And that's what we've been focusing on as a church over the past month or so. Now, in the Bible, we meet a group of people who were caught in the in-between of an escape room. They, but they don't know it yet. They aren't aware of it yet. So let's meet these folks. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, there were sheep herders who were camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. They were wide awake. Their hearts were pounding. If they were feeling sleepy at the start of their shift, they're no longer feeling sleepy. Their yawns have stopped. Maybe their yawns have turned into screams. And then it goes on to say this. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. And then the angel says something a little bit strange. He says this, this is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. And here in Luke chapter 2, the angel gives the shepherds two clues, which are like two escape room clues. The first clue is a baby who's wrapped in a blanket. And the second clue is that the baby is lying in a manger or lying in a feeding trough for animals. So these clues are supposed to lead them to Jesus. God wants to help these lowly shepherds escape from their life of loneliness and sin and failure and being looked on down by the rest of society. He wants to help them escape, but he can only do this by leading them to Jesus. This is their escape room. And the question is, why these two clues particularly? Why these two clues specifically? Well, at first glance, it seems a bit random. You know, a baby in a blanket in a feeding trough. Well, that's weird, but okay. But as we take a step back from these two escape room clues, we find out that these clues actually represent a much larger truth and reality. So God's first clue, a baby in a blanket. What is up with this clue? Well, as we, as we know, you know, usually behind a good clue is a good story. And the story here is that nine months earlier, or more than nine months earlier, we aren't, we aren't exactly sure how much earlier, but an angel showed up to Mary out of nowhere, and he said to her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will... You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. And Mary says this, but how? I've never slept with a man. And then the angel answered that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will hover over you. Therefore, the child that you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. Okay, so that's the meaning of the baby in the blanket. He's the holy son of God. Wow. But so that's the first clue. Check. We know what that clue means. But the second clue is lying in a feeding trough, lying in a manger. Okay. Why is a baby, the son of God, lying in a feeding trough for animals? Again, with every clue, 
there's, there's a good story. And here we find out the meaning. Luke chapter 2 verse 1 says this, about that time Caesar Augustus orders, orders a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. Okay, so here's, here's the deal. Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor, wanted to find out how many fighting men were in the empire so that he could force them into the army so that when they went to war, he would have enough men in the army. Okay, hence the census. Verse 4, so Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, which is David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Do you think that this was part of Mary's birth plan? To travel 110 kilometers from home, worrying that her water might break any day. If, you're, if you've ever had children, hands up if that would be part of your birth plan. Probably not, right? All because of some edict from a politician in a foreign country. But here's the thing. All of this, because God loves shepherds. God loves the outcasts. And God loves helping outcasts escape from the regrets and the sin and the loneliness of their life through an encounter with his son, Jesus Christ. Hence, The clues, a baby in a blanket who happened to be the son of God. But the only reason that Jesus was in Bethlehem was because of this census. And the only reason that Jesus was in a feeding trough is because all of the guest rooms were full because of the census. Verse 7, she gave birth to a son Her firstborn, she wrapped him in a blanket. Here are the clues. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There was no room in the guest rooms. And so the only reason that the shepherds even had the chance to meet Jesus was because of the census. In those days, no one in their right mind had a baby outside of marriage. And no one in their right mind, either in those age or in in this age, uh, gives birth to their baby 110 kilometers from home, laying their baby in a piece of farm equipment. But you know who was in his right mind? Maybe the only one who was in his right mind was was God, almighty God. And God wanted the shepherds to escape into freedom. And so he gave them these clues. This is what you are to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. Two clues that showed these lowly shepherds just how much God loves them. And he showed them how much God loves them because when Jesus showed up to save them, he wasn't born in a palace palace or a plush single bed maternity room. Instead, he would be born in a place that was just a stone's throw away from where they were and a place where these smelly shepherds would feel right at home straight away. Jesus went to where they were so that they could have the chance to escape to where he is. 
And they did. They escaped. Verse 15 says this, And the angel choir withdrew into heaven. The sheep herders talked over, Let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph. You see this? They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Thanks to God's clues, the shepherds escaped through an encounter with Jesus Christ. And as they met Jesus, this experience transformed them from being outcasts who kept themselves to themselves into people who told everyone about Jesus. Thanks to God's clues, they escaped the escape room. And now they were self-appointed guides to show others how to get out of the room. And so I look at you this evening. And I know that there are clues that God is laying in your life. Maybe they are seemingly unrelated, like a global census and an unwanted pregnancy. And just like the shepherds, if you follow God's clues up to Jesus, and if you place your trust in him, then God will, will, he will rescue you from a life of loneliness through this doorway of salvation into a life of purpose and meaning. He will take you from a risk-free life up on the hillside where you aren't really bothering anyone and no one's really bothering you. And uh, he, will, he will walk you into this life of joy and of purpose and of, and of, uh, of real fullness where, where you use your own experience and the clues that you've uh, had to lead other people through their own escape to meet Jesus for themselves. God did not create us to sit on the hillside and simply to put in our time until we die. God created us to escape to true life through Jesus Christ. And then once we've escaped to show others and to help others follow their own clues that God has laid um, so that they can make their own escape into life through faith in Jesus Christ. 